everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast Season 3. I'm Bonnie and I am in a hotel in North Carolina. It's Death Valley Girls are on tour. Uh, this episode is the final episode of Season 3 where I kind of talk to Ricky and Lucas about Season 3 and all the crazy news going on in the UFO world as of late. I um, want to thank you all for listening and being supportive and for all your questions and uh, I feel really lucky that I got to interview these people. Uh, I think I'll take a couple weeks off and then we'll be back in July with season four. Now, please welcome to your head and heart, Lucas and Ricky. Hello everybody, welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls podcast season three um, review. I'm here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have a show tonight, uh, and I'm here with uh, Death Valley Girls drummer, Ricky Sticks. Hey, guys. And Lucas Brody, tour manager. Hey there. Now for the wrap-up. So uh, we decided to, there were so many questions and so much stuff coming up the past uh, month while we've been on tour that... um, and after season three of interviewing all these contactees, abductees, experiencers, we've had so many questions and just been, it's really changed our lives, I think, in a lot of ways, to, uh, for me at least, to have done these interviews. Um, and I guess uh, now that those interviews are over, I wanted to talk to my friends about what they think, and hopefully they think some of the things you think, and we can get some serious questions answered. Ricky. Um, I guess my first question, Bon, is what's the first what what's happened this last month? Yeah, as far as the intel that we have found out that's happened. Yeah, well, so the so thank you, good question. It's it's June right now, the end of June. My, um, so much has happened since I think it was June 11th when um, Ralph Blumenthal, hero, and um, Nancy, or no, Leslie Keene put out an article about um, a whistleblower, a person, um, and put out an article about David Grush. Uh, the whistleblower? Yeah, well, basically, basically what I'm understanding, so the point is, is that it's been two weeks of the entire UFO um, situation as we know it completely has changed, even as I know, even as someone that's believed in it, um, not knowing what it is, been part of this sort of like crazy, just unknowing. Um, everything has completely changed for me in the last two weeks. And, and, and it's this situation that has seemed like not really that relevant to our actual lives is, is happening right now, and we're it's um, it's a current situation. So two weeks ago, basically, people came forward to say that they were in um, these intelligence agencies, and and the way we think of government is that it's one entity that knows all these things and is keeping all these secrets from the people. But really, what it is is that the government has many different levels and layers. Um, and on top of those is the intelligence and defense department and safety and all of these things. And when you're doing these super secretive things, what they came out and said is that they've been testing and reverse engineering on crafts that not only are alien and ET crafts, 
um, in America and uh, being studied here, but they're all over the world. And there's many different um, agencies that are, you know, from all over the world that are have been doing this for many, many years. Um, and that has come out. So basically what that's saying is that the government until two weeks ago and until 2017 was basically like, we don't do have any agencies about uh, that investigate UFOs. And now they're like, we do. Yeah, we have agencies. We have tons of them that investigate these things, but we don't know what they are. And then someone, they were like, well, these crafts and things are dangerous to certain people. So the Senate and Congress wasn't being told the truth. And I don't, I'm not an expert, but it's basically like there's all these different factions of the government that are now fighting with each other and basically saying for the safety of safety. people, yeah. we need to know what's going on. So Gresh came in front of a... I, I can't explain this better than other people, so I would urge everyone to go and read this on their own. But basically, he was just like, um, the president said something that you... It's, something to protect whistleblowers because what they're doing, if this is privatized, if they're, there's crafts and let's say Tesla has them or whatever it is, and there's crafts and just these private companies are getting them, that's dangerous to the government. Mm -hmm. So that faction of the government is like, you can't have this without it being, um, they're being overseen and over, you know, there has to be a committees and all of these things. Yeah, yeah. And they're finding out that there are committees. There's the five eyes committees. There's all these committees that are doing this oh, uh, internationally so it's, it's important that um, there's laws passed to keep it going so basically that's what's happening now and then other countries now are like we have a craft Canada Canada we have a craft no we do too and then other places are like no we have you know so this is like two weeks old information already getting countries to spill the beans on what they have France is doing it you know all the because now the, they can't get in trouble by talking about it well I don't know every reason why but I think it's it's there's half of you, half of the government and the military wants to be like, we're powerful and half wants to hide what we have so that they can show it off when it's necessary. So there's some countries that don't work the same way. Maybe Canada wants to be like, we got it. And that's all they want is to seem like tough guys or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I can't, I don't really understand how any of it works. I just know that right now there's now a direct way for people in the military and intelligence agencies who are doing illegal things and that's another reason why they're trying to like talk about it is they're like i'm finding illegal things in the highest most classified part of the government that's the main where they're like this is insane like i'm i have clearance to see these things but i'm not supposed to and who do i tell it to now the the thing that changed is biden or whoever made it so that there's a direct line. If you see these things, here's how you tell um, Arrow, I think is the name of the government organization. And again, another thing everyone should know is that my expertise and my joy of this topic doesn't come from government departments and disclosure and like classification and intel and like all of these things isn't what I know. I just like to hear people's stories. So everything I'm saying is like, the, is anything everything I'm saying is what anyone can read anywhere today and find very easily and find a better way of hearing it than this situation but it is really important to talk about the fact that right now the this world is changing also this guy is saying that the reason why um 
the reason why it's being kept so much a secret. And the the weirdest part of this whole thing is not that it's little green men. It's that it's interdimensional. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty big discovery. And we're only two weeks into it. So, uh, and having said that, he has been talking about this um, to to the right people uh, for a year. So this has just come out now. This is only public for two weeks, um, but it's like, it's heroic and it's happening now. And uh, we're just at the beginning of it. So strap on, That's or awesome. no, not, not strap on. <laughs> strap in, strap, strap in, in. Yeah. strap in, blast off. Yeah. Strap in, blast off. Okay. Well, may I, um, I oh, guess yes. my, I can play off that question a little bit, which is just like being a viewer of every show on this tour so far, um, you know, uh, people who've seen you multiple times will probably know that you've been spreading kind of this now new message, um, on the tour, uh, with all the shows. Um, and I kind of had two questions. One is if you've ever kind of done anything like that during the show or doing, during the tour, and two, um, kind of what the consensus has been as far as the um, receiving of that information from the audience. Because during the show, you ask, you know, uh, if you want to talk might, about any yeah. of this stuff, you can come up and talk to me after the show. Um, I'm curious kind of what the what the response has been like um, generally to that. Yeah. Good question. Yeah, so I don't, so not, most people probably haven't been to the shows so every show I'm trying to give a just a brief I don't know what would you what would you say that I've been doing? It's like a it's like a fun introduction to anyone who like maybe isn't in that scene so much, like, hey, this is now becoming real. Um if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it, but uh do your research. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> about aliens. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think no, I don't think I've ever done that before. I think this is just a really exciting time. And um, and I think what most people have always said is, I think I haven't had such a good understanding of the this government aspect of it, of the secrecy. And it's the first time that they've like really admitted like all these different aspects that there are so many different intelligence agencies and, you know, defense agencies and all of these things that do exist and and are there's I mean the five eyes is like Australia New Zealand Canada US and UK that's like not just like some guy doing something that's like an organized ass shit like a, a bunch of people you know yeah. so it's like it's really happening it's it's out there for the first time and I think what really when I was a kid and I thought about this I was like well they can't people freak out in the streets if they knew there was aliens and I think what's so interesting to me is that no one's freaking out, um, and I'm and I'm not trying to get people to freak out. I just want people to know because uh, there was so much news, so much news always going on. And I think, yeah, I think it's exciting. I want people to know that this is going on. And as far as like uh, how it's like affected or impacted people, I think at the shows that have heard it and talked to me afterwards. I think it's not that much different than what, honestly, that what people talked to me about before I, ha I gave a speech during our shows. If I'm being perfectly honest, most people already think of us as some sort of like 
paranormal, supernatural gang of uh, opposite of near-do-wellers, you know, like um, a band of folly starseeds, starseeds in a sense. And so they always talk to me about weird stuff, but this is, or weird in quotes, of course, (laughs) stuff. But this time I think people are a little bit more passionate about what their specific belief is rather than um, asking, like, anything, like, like, why, what happened in the news that's yeah. making UFOs real? It's just, like, and the responses I've gotten have been wild about people's personal opinion, Ricky. My question is, <clears throat> if, you know, you're see- we're seeing a lot of people that are maybe new to this topic on this tour, or maybe not, and they have experience, and then seeing someone who has gone through months of interviewing people who were abducted and then also that piece of the puzzle of these now factual entities right everybody thinks the government and the news are like factual and so you know saying they have a craft saying that now it could be interdimensional portals bridging all those pieces together with your interviews is that now kind of making sense on like you know this side of the coin where people are like want facts they want they want to see the crap they want to know that it's real versus like people who have been in it are you seeing like now it making sense with some of their stories even with it being the portal interdimensional that's interesting um that's a really good question i don't really know the answer to that because it, Everything that everyone told me in the interviews, I think, I think people will never, not never, I think abductees, contactees, and experiencers will only be acknowledged by people like us um, that want to believe and, and want to, want to care for people that have gone through super traumatic experience, whether or not it's good or bad in the end, it's, it's, it is a impactful and largely traumatic experience. I think that people that don't want to ever experience be with other people that are going through a hard time or a different time or whatever are just never going to do that. So I don't think it's going to be like a public thing that like, I don't think the government also legally, uh, it's a real shit show, you know? So I don't think that, I think the two worlds are as far apart as possible. I think, and that's what's so shocking, is they will admit to having a craft, something that's tangible, physical, 3D, here it is, it makes sense. I don't think they'll admit that it's interdimensional. I've already started hearing a lot of weird theories about stuff that is less logical than it being interdimensional. Then on the whole other side, is it actually impacting people on an individual level? Like the steps between there being crafts of unknown origin to there being people being taken uh, is it's too far too apart. Far. It's and just, it'll always be that way. Yeah, and in this world we live in, mm-hmm. uh, in this type of, you know, with all of the things that uh, this capitalist world, you know, just to be honest, that we live in. There's, yeah, there's huge uh, duality. Yeah, it's will just... always be real. Yeah, and people don't... People that don't want to be compassionate, there's nothing... I mean, there is something that's going to make them be compassionate when they get hurt and they mm-hmm. want support. But yeah. other than that, it's just, that's just... That's that's the game we're playing now. Just people that have compassion and people that don't. And 
one side is people that will admit their saucers and on the other side is people like Yvonne that will be hypnotherapists for those are the spectrums and you see mm-hmm. land where you wish or on the other side that's like this is just bullshit I'm I don't care about this at all I don't care about it at all Lucas um simple question <laughs> I just kinda... that's what you think <laughs> I just uh I was curious kind of what led you to dedicating this season to interviewing uh, serial members and abductees and experiencers. Yeah, thank you for asking that. Yeah, well, Yvonne Smith, who's been on this podcast a couple times, is a hero, also mother to Brent, is, um, she's a hypnotherapist, and she's one of the, she's a world-renowned hypnotherapist for contactees and abductees, and she, July and June are, this is the first time that all of the major, um, conferences are back in person after COVID, mm. and, uh, and they'd started doing a documentary and writing a book that are going to come out next year. And I just wanted to help in any way I could. And this is sort of just thought if I dedicated a month to it, um, on the podcast, that'd be a way to bring some more eyes to what she's doing. Um, and she's teaching a special hypnotherapy class for hypnotherapists that, uh, about this, um, cause you know, nobody can work forever. So hopefully any hypnotherapists out there, this might be interesting to them. But yeah, I thought that I didn't know all this stuff was going to happen, you know, like, so it's kind of weird because, yeah, it's like I'm super steeped in this world right now. And then it's like, it usually isn't something that is newsworthy daily, like where there's advances, I guess. So it's, it's, it's weird to have been like, just steeping in this. And then all of a sudden, all of this stuff to be happening, but that's how they feel every day, I guess. Uh, I can't imagine how they feel right now, honestly. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to help bring attention to Yvonne and Ciro, the support group. Um, and yeah, I didn't realize um, how heavy it was going to be, but it's super cool. And I'm, I, and I didn't know it was going to be a season, but I realized, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. a little. Go ahead. <laughs> as far as where you started to now, what's the biggest takeaway? Like, started at the beginning of the podcast with you, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky we go all the way back. One. I think just just the abductee season. Like, where where are you now with just having interviewed and spent a ton of time dissecting and questioning and researching. I mean, that's what you're doing. Yeah. I think I, I I really feel like I can't even begin to answer that because I thought I was one place and then we're on tour where we're not, it's impossible to process anything fully. Um, and then to be hit with all of this, which is just, I'm learning so much every day, just listening and reading hours, uh, hours and hours of stuff every day, just about this topic. It's like, I learned so much today in our five hour drive that it's like, I can't even talk to you about that yet. I don't understand it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I don't know. I wish, cause that was, we wanted to talk about that. That was like a big part of what we wanted to talk about today on our recap, but it's like, I don't know what I think. Cause Maybe that's the best answer, though. Maybe that's why your quest is so amazing, and that's why this is your mission, and this is why you haven't stopped. And, you know, I think maybe there is no conclusion, and that's what's so cool, too. Yeah. Well, I guess for you guys... Oh, Lucas, you had a question. Oh, well, it was actually very similar. I was asking kind of like if if this season 
and having so much like one-on-one time with all these people has influenced your opinion of the whole like you know uh ufo et phenomenon at all like um you know if if just these people you've interviewed has kind of changed your outlook on on the whole thing which is kind of a playoff yeah well i will say one thing that i am certain of and i don't i don't like other people that are certain of stuff so i'm (laughs) being a person i don't like but i am positive and certain and it might be obvious to anyone that isn't me what i think but i i reincarnation i have no doubt that we are souls that continue on from body to body. I don't think it's linear. I don't think there's a future and a past. I don't think we're, it's all like pancakes on top of each other. I am positive. I I am so positive because of the thing, the knowing. There's a thinking, there's a feeling, and then there's a knowing. And I know that it is all happening right now as uncomfortable and horrible and beautiful as that is. It's, I can, that's, that's the main thing that, I didn't know was part of this phenomenon. Um, but I will say also to what you're saying is when I, when we started the podcast, my main interest was just ghosts because I wanted to know what happens after you die. That was the biggest I could think of. That was honestly, when we started the band, we were like wanting to be ghost hunters. And at this point now we're like believing in interdimensional like things. And it's like, I think the ghost is kind of like weed being like the gateway drug, you know, like, oh, yeah. And yeah. then you like get super into it. Gateway and I, phenomenon. Yeah. Because yeah, it does open up a huge yeah. box. Yeah. Well, huge. I, I had it's no endless. idea. I didn't yeah. know what, I knew aliens would answer some of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, But I didn't know that meeting people that had been abducted would answer that for me in this in the sense that the knowledge that they're given is a lot like a lot of the near-death experience people channeling yeah just all of these things and just these other places these other things just and this knowing this this deep and it's not even spiritual but it is spiritual knowing um that comes from like telepathic communication all the stuff that happens to these people um and just these dimensions that feel familiar, but don't all of these things are just really like they're all connected, yeah. Somehow. And it's just weird that it's like I have it that it began with an interest in the same thing and it's ending with the interest or not ending, but it's I don't know, maybe it's ending, maybe this is it, but it's <laughs> uh, it's that what I learned the most that I can say, can like right now, what I believe more than anything from talking to these people is that there's some something to the soul our soul is connected to our family souls um in some type of way we're connected to the people that we are around our souls are in some type of way many times maybe coexisting at the exact same time right now forever into the future and forever into the past um i don't know if what we actually are if this is actually happening or if this is I don't know anything. I do know, though, that there's a huge announcement coming in a week or so about physics. I think we should all keep our peepers open. Look at that. It seems like it might be something super exciting. Um, And I think we're just right at the beginning of probably the most exciting time to be uh, interested in this topic. And I'm really proud of us for choosing to be interested in this topic. (laughs) Bonnie, the forefront runner. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is there anything else you guys would like to? Just thank you for being the the front runner, the the guru, the spiritual, you know, quester person. Equestrian, spiritual equestrian. I think it's awesome. I want to put it out there that I think it's really awesome that you're taking the time to hear these people's stories and share them, you know, with the world and bring it to a light that, you know, like I feel like the audience is generally pretty accepting of, you know, this um, kind of conversation. And I think it's important that their stories are heard, you know, and thank you for making that happen. I don't know. As a listener, as a friend, it's really cool to know you, you know? Yeah, you too. Well, it's thank you, Lucas. And thank you, Ricky. Yeah, I guess one thing is that I don't want to put you on the spot too much but I know that this is um yeah way different for you as a because it's like what we talk about is like this isn't like a UFO podcast it's not I'm not an expert I'm just learning every week like everyone else like mm-hmm. uh having like astrologers on I'm not an astrologer I don't know anything about it but they do so it's just like getting a little glimpse into this thing so was this was this season like um did it like shake you off your uh, whatever <laughs> off, off your equestrian? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel timer. like I feel like yeah. I I would say similarly to <clears throat> to you in the sense that like some of the topics were pretty heavy and um, you know and you could tell that it hit close to home for a few people and um, yeah, not really. I guess what like the average listener would expect um but yeah it was a it was a roller coaster for sure and it was very interesting to me and it I feel like it's drawn me in closer um and I hope that this isn't the end of the podcast (laughs) I want to keep listening (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean do you feel though like because I feel like I was really I guess this I just think is funny is that I was really shocked by everything that everyone said, which is weird because it's like, I don't know what I thought was going to happen interviewing people that have been in space with aliens yeah, on the craft. Yeah. But I guess I was super shocked. Like, well, when you're pretty far out, too. <laughs> so for some, you know, that's, yeah, what would you expect? I guess going in with an open mind is like the best thing. But you're right. Like, I think, I wouldn't think it would be so tragic. Yeah. And having to like feel that empathetic for somebody for weeks on end must have been hard right I mean that's gotta be hard too and it's like you would think it would be like this fun you know they got abducted and this cool really like dreams can be really cool yeah like a trippy but it's like it's intense it can be really yeah intense I think I just didn't think like you think you can handle hearing really hard things but it's like I'm not a a therapist (laughs) so it's like it was just really intense. And then to just have the layer of like, um, I don't typically talk to people that are, you know, telling you, yeah, just this information that's like, um, you know, just like, and then they telepathically like conveyed things. And it's like, I fully understand what that means, but it's not happened to me. So to the suspense of disbelief or whatever the thing is, it's like, I believe it. it that's not the issue, but actually... Hearing it and feeling it was pretty crazy. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. But yeah, yeah, I hope everyone that's... I feel like if somebody doesn't want to listen to it, they just won't. 
but it is. It I was a little worried. Yeah, I was a little worried. It'd be like, whoa. But I, I, but it's important. We gotta gotta listen to the stories. Um. Yeah. Lucas. Um. I just wanted to ask. Uh. Where would you direct somebody like me? Um. That wants to keep up on this, like. Like the news outlets, like where are you getting this information from that people can keep their eye on to stay up to date with all of the news on this kind of stuff? Is there specific sources you tend to go to? Yeah, or... um, let me see. Sorry to get so specific. No, that's a really good question. I like there, as you know, there's a podcast that just came out that I think super well done for a lot of reasons. It's called High Strange. Um, and that's like cool because it's a guy, a journalist I really respect. That's um, he uh, he was uh, he didn't believe in this stuff, um, and he he's a skeptic. But along his journey of doing credible, great uh, journalism, he um, becomes a little bit of a believer. But also, just the points he touches on, and it's an eight series episode, eight series eight episode series really good high strange really good and then i guess this guy jeremy corbell is like the dude uh to just follow all across everything as far as like he's the first one that knew about um he's cutting edge leading person right now in in uh bridging like the the whistleblowers and all those people to um kind of get it in a way that's exciting and um, he's a good guy. I think he's a good guy. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I, I follow him. Uh, he has a podcast with, um, let me see. He has a podcast that's called, um, George Knapp and it's called, oh, it's called Weaponized. It's good. Good stuff. Cool. Uh, yeah. And then always Ralph Blumenthal, our friend over at Anna's dad. Go check out that podcast. And, uh, yeah. And just look to the skies, man. Watch the sky. I love you guys. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye.